This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Must be having a, t- a camera issue or something. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven back is the. Uh... Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> We're Hello. Pat and Stu. Hi. It's good to see you, and that's why I have my head blocking the monitor for some unknown reason today. And now it looks like Patu. Ah, sure. Patu. 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 It's the Patu show. Uh, welcome to it. Uh, Donald Trump is going to be the next president of the United States. Uh, pretty amazing uh, thing to see. I will. I will say. Last <laughs> night we did coverage here in the Blaze, and uh, incredible development. I mean, we it were. Really is. I was honestly, I was seriously blown away. Uh, blown away. Me too, Pat. Because <laughs> that's just incredible. I mean, it was it was a bizarre evening. And, at the uh, beginning, at the beginning of our show last night, our, our special election broadcast. Um, we were all convinced it was over for Hillary. Hillary was going to win, and we thought Trump was was going to lose, and it was pretty much inevitable. And then about a half an hour later, we're all like, wait a minute, this thing is going the other way. It, and it did. And it, yeah, I mean, it just I, kept going his it, way the rest of the night. It was weird because, you know, you know the one thing, if I could be, you know, I love doing, um, uh, you know, we've been doing it. I've been doing the show with Glenn for a zillion years, as of you and as of you. I mean, we've been doing this for a long freaking time. One thing that Glenn tends to do, however, particularly, and I've been critical of him to his face many times over this, is particularly in breaking news environments, Glenn tends to solve and uh, end the breaking news environment in his head and move on to analysis right before there. the news is over. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just goes on to, well, where do we go from here? Instead of, I don't know, talking about the event that's cur- occurring in front of your eyes. And you, to your credit, you did remind us of that a few times last night. <laughs> um, by the way, as we were going, 
Well, what happens now to the Republican Party now that they lost? What happens to the conservative movement now that it's over? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and then Stu pipes up from the background, um, he hasn't lost yet. Maybe we should pay attention to the race that's happening in front of us and we're here to talk about? Yeah, you know, it's it's weird because he he I don't know why we clicked into uh, that sort of mode. I mean, Tommy but- was almost in tears. <laughs> we almost had Tommy uh, in the in the fetal position on the floor crying. <laughs> I wanted Trump so bad. I know it was it was, uh, it was weird, and uh, you know, and, and then, then at the end of the night, you know, she's she was gleeful. very happy. Uh, Tommy was, was very gleeful. happy, and you know, look, it's it's one of those things where you look at this, and and Trump had not lost any state. That would indicate he was going to lose. Now he right. hadn't won any states that would indicate, wow, this is, a, this is this is going to be a landslide. Like it wasn't a quick call in North Carolina that would indicate, oh my gosh, he might actually do this. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a little bit strange the way it developed. It developed slowly, but he never hit that point where it really got into a high amount of danger. And when when once the Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan stuff started looking good for him. It, it became really difficult for her to even have a chance. Yeah, when they um, when they said he's ahead in Wisconsin, and it looked like he was so far ahead there that she couldn't make up the difference. It was like, good God, he's going to win. Yeah. When when he had Wisconsin, I knew I knew she wouldn't win because yeah, he had broken that blue wall. Yep. And and once that starts coming down, it usually crumbles a lot, and it it kind of did. I mean, it might even be Michigan and Pennsylvania. And Wisconsin, so and they did call Michigan, by the way, for Trump. Um, finally, did they really? Close. Yeah, it's finally done. Did that. Mm. I think it was the I think the AP called it. Um, and and uh, by the way, um, if you were watching uh, this uh, network, uh, word is that we were the actual the first uh, network to call it. Really, bizarrely, because we were. You know, I mean, I am so it's two nights in a row now. I've had no sleep. I mean, I am a disaster. Uh, but uh, we were up until uh, I don't know, Jeffy. When did that thing end last night? Uh, it was one thirty local time, 130, right? right. One thirty, rough. Time. I mean, one thirty-five local time. Did you stay the whole time? Because yeah. I did not. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I, you you were there I for left. a while, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I left. I left. Glenn, about, didn't, Glenn left uh, to left around little. ten, and I think he left at twelve or something. Yeah, 12, something like that. Thirty. Um, but yeah, they uh, it was uh, pretty. It was a late night, um, but we got close to it, and, and you know we're playing with all the numbers. And we kept going back and forth with these scenarios. Is there any way she can pull this out? How mm. how would she do it? And it was kind of a fun election to do from that perspective. Yeah, of like was. you know you, you know you, you watch this show long enough to know we we're not uh, we did you know we we lost this election in May. You know mm-hmm. I mean I you know the guy I wanted to win uh, or any real op- option for uh, for a Republican candidate that I would, was going to like and cheer for. You know he they lost in May. They were gone. Mm-hmm. So. Really, this was I, we did this as a news show. I mean, I, I really did not. You know, it's like it's like watching a Super Bowl where the two teams you don't you don't care at all about and you don't care who wins. Like it was that type of feel. Yeah. But it was a it was an interesting way to go through that because usually I have a real rooting interest and I'm really passionate about what's going to happen. And instead, watching that develop and trying to figure out those scenarios, we got down to the end and it, you know we're just like, we, 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 we got no like, we can yeah. play with this all night if we want to. We can sit here and act as if there's some way she can win this. She can't she win. Can't. She can't. It's over. It is over. Mm. He's the next president mm-hmm. of the United States. And that's why the um, Blaze Television Network and uh, the Blaze Radio Network uh, were the first networks to uh, to call it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, which is kind I, of amazing. You know, in your analogy of watching a Super Bowl with two teams you don't care about, like it, you know, it's Jacksonville versus 
um, Indianapolis. That would, although they're they're in the same conference, so that, <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> that wouldn't happen. But um, I, you know, it's Jacksonville versus the Vikings, Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I'm not I, a fan. I, of I wouldn't care. Right. You know, but then during the course of the game. You get into it. You start to care for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, you get you know, into Maybe it. you like one of the quarterbacks, or maybe you decide, well, I, I, I was in Minneapolis once, and I really liked it. There I want Minnesota to win. There was actually a couple of win. bad calls that got you angry. Like, why would they call that? Right. Well, that's what happened to me during the course of that election. I started to have it. I developed an interest in wanting someone to win. And... Uh, and it wasn't the person who did win. <laughs> well, you didn't want and Hillary Clinton to win. That was such a weird... I convinced myself during the course of the evening that it would be better for America if she won than him. Now, I've since come to my senses on that. <laughs> and I... That's weird. I, so you it was a, you, weird. Yeah. I was almost rooting for Hillary at one point. when, As the state hmm. started to fall, I was like, No! Right, like, it's... It, <laughs> no, not Trump, please. Right. Well, that's the thing is, if Trump, all of his were starting to fall, you would have been like, no, not Maybe. Hillary. I mean, I think it's Maybe. just, yeah, you it realize, and I think this is the case, there wasn't a good outcome for us uh, here. However, and we apply this to every president, Trump is not special here. Um, you, you, get a, you get a free pass. I mean, I, I think every, mm-hmm. we, when you go through an election... You look at the election and you look at the person's character, you look at their voting record, if they have one, you look at uh, their history, you look at their character, you look at principles, all the things that you do to judge a person. And the the reason you do that is to judge how you believe their performance would be as president of the United States. When the person is president, you don't need that anymore. You just need their record as president of the United States. Yeah. You know, you just need to look at it and say, what has he done? What has he tried to do? Is he uh, is he doing a good job? Is he uh, treating people well? Is he understanding the issues? He has a chance, and I, you know I'm a complete skeptic on whether he'll take this chance and do the right thing with it. Uh, and if he comes out and tries to pass the trillion dollar stimulus that he promised. We are going to call him out on it every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he gets no breaks. It's not like we just say, well, he's president and he gets a free pass as a president. He gets a free pass from his 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 former behavior. Um, he doesn't you know, his the things I don't like about Donald Trump, the, the, you know, the fact that he went bankrupt, uh, you know, six times is no longer a factor to me with Donald Trump. I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't care about that anymore. Um, you know, he's going to have a chance to run the economy. Uh, as, as much as a president does run an economy. And I'm going to judge him on those things because that's what is relevant to this. Now, he has other things from his past that are still kind of ongoing. Obviously, these women have come out and accused him. It's still very possible. In fact, I would say even more likely that they follow through with lawsuits now because they're going to want to drag the Democrats are going to try to ruin his presidency with that sort of stuff. Not to mention he's got the Trump University lawsuit that he has to actually he's supposed to go testify for. Like, he's supposed to actually have to go to the courtroom for the Trump University thing next mm-hmm. month. I don't know if he can get out of that now that he's president-elect, but I don't think so. He's probably going to have to go do that. And the Democrats are going to turn up the heat on those things. They're going to say, any investigation you can think of, let's go for it. Because they're going to want to try to obviously slow him down. And, you know, he's going to have to fight mm-hmm. the temptation to, to make little those petty little fights with Democrats and the big issues. All the things that Trump has struggled with. He's going to have to fight uh, as he becomes president. But that's what you judge him on. 
You know, I don't, you know, I think you can learn from his past behavior and say, here's what I'm afraid of with him. I don't hope he doesn't do this. I hope he doesn't do that. But, you know, he gets that stuff wiped clean, I think. And as as I was driving in this morning listening to Fox News on the way to work, and they were outlining how, um, you know, the Supreme Court justice nomination takes on a whole new light now. And uh, our... Are negotiations with allies as well as uh, trade negotiations, which probably, I'm not sure that's a good thing, but that takes on a whole new light. Uh, taxes. He's not going to propose the kind of tax increases that Hillary would have. I mean, there are some real positives here, and I, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to focus on those. Yep. And I'm, I'm everything else, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because, as we said all during the radio show. New slate for this president. You know, he starts clean and we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. We tried to do that with Obama. It's just that Obama started out with Marxist policies from day one. In fact, before day one, as he was working with Bush to take over the auto industry, even before he took office. So we knew that that was going to be bad from the beginning. And it was. Um, Now, we'll see with Trump. Who knows? He, He made good strides last night. Yep. In reaching out and saying, he, I'm going to reach out to those who oppose me. And actually, he was, Trump throughout the primary, too, was always better when he won. You yeah. know, yes, um, he was. He was always yeah, he, was. He, he hit. He was conciliatory at, at times, uh, even in the primaries when he won. And he, he gave some good speeches after victories. Almost all of his best speeches <laughs> happened after he won. And he got that sort of softer tone that he you hits suck. You're the worst won. human being on the planet. I can't believe anyone lets you live. Don, you won. Congratulations, uh, you fought a good race. Well, and he does this, I mean... I really appreciate appreciate the hard work he did. Yeah, he really does it, I think, pretty much every time. And he did it with Cruz. Uh, Cruz was lying Ted, the worst person ever. When Cruz endorsed him, I I look forward to working for him for many years to come. We're working with him for many years to come. He's a real real fighter. Right, real fighter, good guy. Brilliant, brilliant uh, campaign. You know, all those things he does. I, I don't know if he means them, but I give him the benefit of the doubt. I hope he really does. Um, and, you know, you're right, like... You know, if he comes out and tries to pass tariffs, I'm going to sit here and tell you what I think about tariffs. Yeah. You know, but I mean, uh, if he doesn't, you know, he doesn't he doesn't get any negative points on that anymore. And we have a Republican House still by a lot. And we have a Republican Senate, which was very much in jeopardy at one point. Yeah. And And so that that's Republican all the way through the branches of power there, except for the Supreme Court in the judicial. So that's. I mean, you have a chance to really do some good things. You have a chance to really make a good Supreme Court nomination stick, like a Mike Lee or or maybe Mike's brother, who would also be awesome. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good choices on that on yeah. that list of Mike, 20 people. I, I will be. It, he had a list of 20 people. A lot, they were all good choices. I mean, I don't, of course. I can't say that I know in yeah, depth I don't know enough all about of each individual, but I know they, who, how the process it went. It was pretty much Mike Lee approved. Which right, was... so we, we think that would be good. My guess is Mike is probably not going to get it. Um, if he does that, though, I mean, that would be an amazing olive branch to uh, people who are skeptical mm-hmm. of Trump. I mean, yeah, well. um, you know, and so uh, and if he does that, like, uh, you know, I fight hardcore as hard as i can to try to to try to help him get that nomination through it'd be a great thing for the country yeah um you know i mean you just treat the you try to be honest i mean i remember when we started um uh when obama was president when he was uh um, first nominated in 2008 and i when i was screwing around with an idea which i thought was kind of funny um and i don't i didn't keep up with it because it was too much of a pain and it would have gone too fast uh but it was i just started out 
with uh, giving myself a 100% approval rating of Barack Obama. I started at 100, and then I just, every day when he did something that was annoying, I started lowering it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, if he did, if he passed something I didn't like, I'd lower it. If it was like he passed a stimulus bill, I'd lower it like 10 points, and I kept lowering it, and then it just wound up going to zero. At least that's what I, <laughs> And then I did not approve of Barack Obama. But, I mean, mm-hmm. in concept, that's what we're doing here. Yeah. Right. Like he gets a, you know what, 100 percent approval rating. Go on in and hopefully do good things. And if you do, we're going to be very supportive. Uh, you know, the one I, I said this before with with the vote in that, like, I, you know, I wasn't voting for him in 2016. But if he can win without my vote and he's a great president, well, then I probably will vote for him in 2020. I mean, because it's not, you know, I mean, I, I can't. If it, if Why wouldn't you vote for him if he's a great president? Of if, course you would. Right. If he proves. If he proves himself to be a great Prove president, wrong. I, I want that'd you be to. awesome. I, I, again, I'm a huge skeptic on this, but I was a huge skeptic on the first two parts of this. You know, the Trump supporters at the beginning said he was going to win the primary. Then they said he was going to win the election. And then they said he's going to be a great president. And they've accomplished two of those three things. Mm-hmm. So if he is a great president, we are all going to be happy. I will absolutely tell you I was wrong. Um, and as I said, I, I was wrong about the primary. Um, I... You know, we'll never know for sure, but we did obviously sort of change our view on what would happen in this election after the FBI thing. And at that point, we really kind of thought he was going to win, even though the data didn't move enough to really justify that. We said it on the air a million times anyway, because it just feels like if an FBI investigation is going on against your opponent, they're, they're in real trouble. Yeah. Um, and it wound up. I think and that was partially. She was. Yeah. I mean, she was. I mean, she was in even more trouble than I think most people suspected. Yes. Um, but here was his uh, speech last night. I thought it was a really good one. Here's what he said. I pledge to every citizen of our land that I will be president for all Americans. And this is so important to me. <laughs> is it? OK, good. I hope it is. For those who have chosen not to which there were a few people. Mm-hmm. I'm we reaching out to you. Really? For your guidance and your help. I'll give you guidance. So that we can work together sure. and unify our great country. Uh, and today, we're going to try to take him up on that, by As the way. As I've said from the beginning, ours was not a campaign, but rather an incredible and great movement made movement up or... of millions yeah. of hardworking <laughs> men and don't, women don't do that, who love their country mm-hmm. and want a better, brighter future for themselves and for their family. It's a movement comprised of Americans from all races, religions, backgrounds, and beliefs who want and expect our government to serve the people and serve the people it will. Okay, that's good. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, nope. uh, That's good stuff right there. And if he follows through uh, with what he said, with the rhetoric there, I, that'll be great. And, and we'll all be in for a, a pleasant surprise. On the other hand, over at the Hillary camp last night, oh, no. things didn't go quite as swimmingly. Uh, in fact, everybody's waiting for Hillary to come out and say something. And she went to bed. Uh, John Podesta stepped up to the mic. Well, folks, I know you've been here a long time. And it's been a long night. And it's been a long t- a campaign. But I could say mm-hmm. uh, we can wait a little longer, can't we? No. no. Counting votes, and every vote should count. Several states are too close to call, 
So we're not going to have anything more to say tonight. Okay, this is 203 so Eastern. 203 in the morning. Yeah, Everybody should uh, head home. Yeah. You should get some Go sleep. Home. We'll have more to say tomorrow. That's awkward, man. In less than 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, she had called Donald Trump and when we called the race, when we called the race at 20 minutes, 20 minutes longer after that at at 220, uh, she had not called Donald Trump. She had not conceded. Trump was on his on his way to uh, the party and he wasn't expected to speak for another couple of hours because he was waiting to hear from her when he took the stage about 15 minutes, 15 or 20 minutes later at 250 or something like that, 245. Um, he said that he got the call from her. So she sent him out there and then called Trump. Yeah. So that was a Weird. bad move on her part. Yeah. That, that, that real was bad. not good. Although her, her concession speech this morning, I thought was really good. It, it was really good. There was obviously things we mocked and, and disagreed with. But that, that speech is what America no is all about. I mean, that's how we have these peaceful transitions of power from... A, a really contentious election where people are at each other every minute of every day, threatening each other back and forth, saying really nasty things about each other the whole campaign season, uh, spending hundreds of millions of dollars to besmirch the other candidate. And then at the end, <laughs> like, OK, he's my president. We're all coming together. Right. That is unusual in world history. That really unusual. That doesn't happen history, yeah. except here. Yeah, that's what makes us special. And it made me really proud to be an American this morning. So it would have been very cool. Would have been nice to have her say that last night. Yeah, instead of today. I don't know if the nurse, you know, didn't let her out last night. And you know, that's another thing. She may have had health issues. Coming off that plane again the other day was weird. Yeah, really. The way they had to help her. Uh, She didn't look good there either. So I I don't know if she's got some major health problem, but uh, we don't have to worry about it now. She doesn't. Because uh, she's not going to be president of the United States. Yeah, think of that. I mean, that we looked at that motorcade pulling mm-hmm. up to the speech today. Uh, that whole entourage, man, that goes away, right? She still yeah. has some Secret Service. Part of entourage. it goes away. I yeah, mean, part and, of it yeah. goes away. And Glenn pointed to something today, which you know, and he stated it as he felt bad for her. And I don't think that's exactly right because you know, <laughs> look, she. Yeah, I don't feel. I don't feel bad for her, and I'm glad she's not president of the United States. Yeah, me too. That being said, it is if you think about it and separate it from who she is, the idea that you would go through this process. I mean, it is a weird process for a person to go through. You know, she was a few hours away from being leader of the free world. And now she goes to zilch. She's got a big fat nothing. No, she got two hundred million dollars in the bank, but she's got I mean, the power is gone. The yeah, job the, the is leverage. gone. The leverage is gone. All of it is gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just it dries up that fast. And Trump, who I think went into yesterday legitimately believing he was not winning that election. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, as much as obviously he said the entire time he thought he was going to win. Um, but, you know, that's what candidates do. It's not just, it's, right. you know, it's not just Trump who does that. Every candidate always tells us. They always come out like, yeah, we are, we're going to do the internal polling. We're going to we're going to do this. This is going to happen. And of course, they lose by 18. Um, you know, so I or but more. I think going in, he did not think he was going to win it. I think he thought he had an outside shot. And, you know, he didn't have to take the most narrow path to victory. You know what I hearken back to? Uh, Sharonda Fox. And now, she assured us that she had 600 electoral votes in her pocket. Right. 
How? Well, they haven't. The electors have not voted yet. To be fair. Okay. So, so we don't know if Trump uh, is really going right. to win. Trump is president-elect, but we do assume that Sharonda Fox will come in and take it from swoop in and, and uh, take him. it because uh, she's already in control of the economy. So yeah, she's already running it. So maybe right. she'll stay behind the scenes and just keep maybe. running the economy, dump okay. a couple trillion in a dot, you know, just to see what happens. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess we'll just see on that one. All right. All right. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is uh, the uh, number. I talked to you about uh, Bowen Branch. Uh, Bowen Branch is a great company. They have reinvented the way really people. Uh, think about uh, sheets, um, and you know they their business model is they're going to sell you direct from the website, which is a cool thing because you go to the department store, and I mean you, I don't know if you've ever gone to a place to try to look at really nice sheets. They cost uh, more than your house. Yeah, uh, and uh, Bullet Branch has changed that <laughs> dynamic. And I, I would say I have become a little bit of a bed sheet snob. Uh, you're a snob on several issues. Uh, bed sheets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one of them. This is one of the issues where I really want. I want the really nice mm. feeling, you know, sheets that are uh, really high thread count. And, oh yeah. And and a lot of times you'll pay a thousand dollars. Now I don't because I've got a really practical wife and she would never do that. <laughs> well, <laughs> but some like, of these yeah. sheets can go up to a thousand dollars. Nowhere near that for Bull and Branch sheets. They're ethically made from organic cotton they treat the cotton really well yes no cotton was harmed in the making of these no sheets. cotton genocide right. has ever been uh conducted by bull and branch not that we know of anyway uh and we're pretty sure of that <laughs> plus there's no pesticides which i really appreciate now Stu soaks his bed in pesticides every night before bed but no, that's a different uh, issue but they i mean look once you're your sheets you can do whatever you want yeah that's right um, that's right make your bed a better place try bull and branch for 30 nights so this is a great thing yeah, give it a shot i love that. see if you love them if you love them as much as we love them, then you keep them. If you aren't fully uh, satisfied and completely in love with these sheets, send them back for a full refund. Go to bowlandbranch.com and use the promo code BLAZE and you'll save $50 off your first set of sheets. It's spelled B-O-L-L and then branch.com. Bowlandbranch.com promo code BLAZE. The experts at web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. All right. In addition to keeping 52 so far, looks like we have 52 Republican senators. Um, and electing the president, uh, Donald Trump, uh, here's some other things that happened last night during the election. Assisted suicide is now legal in Colorado. Colorado voters approved a proposition that makes it legal to help terminally ill patients end their own lives. That's a dangerous precedent, I think. 
uh, sixth state to have so-called right-to-die laws. Uh, they've joined Washington, Oregon, California, Vermont, and Montana. The measure allows Colorado residents over 18 to request assistance to die if they're sick and they have less than six months to live. So, Which, of course, everyone knows. Uh, everybody every knows exactly aware. how long, Well, you right? get that clock when, you, when yeah. you're about to die. Mine, you know, mine says uh, 36 mm-hmm. years, uh, 18 uh, days, and uh, 9 hours. How many minutes? Uh, four minutes. Okay. Um, so that's when I'm going to die. <laughs> now watch if you're going to die right at that moment. You know it. Um, hopefully, I can last that long. I mean, pe- sometimes people are given a... A death sentence like that. Yeah. You've got six yeah. months to live. And they last for five years. Yeah, happens a lot. Uh, I have a very close person in my life that was just told they have three months to live. It seems to be doing really well right now, despite that. Uh, and it's already been six weeks. So you would think that half of her life is already gone. Yeah. But it doesn't seem that way. Now, it doesn't, so it doesn't always work. We don't know. We've had that with our dogs. We don't know. We were told our dog had three months to live. uh, And that was. How long ago? Nine months ago. Really? Yeah. Uh, You know, so, you know, and that's, you know, uh, this can happen, obviously. Uh, so it's a weird, it's a weird set. And now look, I think you could argue, and, you know, many people will, look, if it's, if they want to do it, they're making that choice and, it's them. I remember last one time we talked about this, and you just said, "Well, they you can't it can't stop them from killing themselves." Like it's the issue of, of having the doctor um, assist because I mean, first of all, doctor's supposed to do no harm, um, but secondly, I mean, really, you can make suicide illegal all you want. How do you what do you how do you prosecute it? I mean, it's like I you know you kill them again, right? You bring them or back when to they're life. Dead, you put them in prison. Double dead. <laughs> Um, double dead prison time. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of just a weird thing to talk about anyway. But the idea you're bringing mm-hmm. someone else in uh, to, to take part of it, is, is, it's disturbing. And, and, and what, happened, what has happened in history is that it has been abused and wound up being applied to people who either didn't want it or maybe couldn't make decisions on their own or were maybe uh, undesirable. Uh, those programs can expand and you just hate to tempt fate going down that road. We, but I mean, I, I understand the argument on both sides for that. And I'm not surprised Colorado passed it. We go back to Terry Schiavo a lot because um, that was such a, uh, a stark example of somebody who um, many people thought was vegetative, was not there at all and was just existing on machines. And then other people who said, no, she does certain things. She can uh, make eye contact or whatever when you come in a room sometimes or they've seen her move or I, I don't know what, what they were saying. But they, that her family sometimes thought that she reacted to things they said. Or they thought, you know, maybe there's a chance somewhere down the line that she will revive. They most definitely thought that. And after she died, after she was starved to death... Um, there were several stories about people who'd been in vegetative states like that, in some cases for 7 to 12 to 15 years, came out of it. There was one guy for 18 years, he was in a vegetative state. And they thought, brain dead. Uh, and then came out of it and was pretty much okay after that. I mean, I think he still had some issues, like I think he got around in a uh, wheelchair, but he could communicate, he could talk, he could think, he was doing things, he was cognizant. So you just don't know. And and medical science is not to the point where that's perfect. 
No, I mean, and and certainly the estimates of how much time you have are not even close to perfect. No. I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not even close. So I wouldn't how, want to do that. Yeah, however, you know, you can make the argument that it's like, you know, you get you could do, you know, if you want to if you want to kill your yourself and you're not hurting anyone else, I guess you could do that. Uh, and I don't really know how you how you stop that person. Uh, but it is it's a weird it's a weird thing. Um, we also have um, medical marijuana uh, first state in the south to legalize it was uh, Florida, Florida. Tw- uh, 26th state lot. overall. Um, yeah, 71 to 11. Now, Arizona, I believe, had a uh, recreational marijuana thing on the bill that did not pass. How about California? Um, let me. I think it did in California. I have this. Uh, I had the Ballotpedia is a good source source for this stuff. If, if you've never been to the site before, by the way, Ballotpedia dot org. They do a really good job breaking down all the different ballot initiatives in in all these states. It's kind of hard to find a place uh, where all that is centralized, and they do a good job with it. Um, but uh, marijuana, there was okay. Here's what we have for marijuana on the ballot. Almost everything passed. Uh, to give you the, the shorthand here, but Arkansas medical marijuana passed. California um, uh, overall, that's a recreational one because they already had medical, which basically was recreational anyway because they just had BS like, oh, here's your prescription for the brownie. I mean, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> um, so, but that passed in California. Florida passed um, uh, for medical. Maine. Um, marijuana legalization is, is still, uh, I guess, up in question. It means I guess it's just close still. Massachusetts uh, marijuana passed. Montana mar- uh, medical passed. Nevada um, wow. marijuana legalization uh, passed. Um, so that's recreational in Vegas. That, that, that'll be interesting. North Dakota uh, medical passed. Arizona um, recreational did not pass. This is virtually over now with the marijuana thing. Yeah. It's, it's being decided. It's, it's been decided pretty much by the American people. It's a lot like the gay marriage thing. Once it started rolling, there was no stopping it. I, I don't think, though, with uh, the marijuana thing, you'll get a ruling from the Supreme Court that forces so Utah, no. for example, to, right. to legalize it. I think, you'll, I think it will be legal in most states within mm-hmm. you know, a few years, honestly. Yeah. Uh, maybe 10. And it was recreational um, in California, right? It was they recreational, yep. And it approved? Was, yeah, recreational. Wow. Um, one other uh, minimum wage had a bunch of uh, mm-hmm. ballots as well. Arizona, minimum wage and paid time off passed. Colorado. Is it $90 an hour? <laughs> I don't know. Colorado's 12 uh, and that passed. Should be more Maine uh, increase passed. Washington min- 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 increase passed. And then South Dakota had a decreased youth minimum wage. Um, and the idea was, okay, we've got this minimum wage, but when you're starting out in the workforce, we shouldn't keep people out of the workforce. Let's lower it if you're under, I think, 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and of course, that failed. So literally, they went uh, minimum wage. Every single one of them got the result the minimum wage people would want. Uh, you know, here's a few you others. You can't live in your parents' basement for less than twelve dollars an hour. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, healthcare. California had a uh, something on that that passed, um, and also had some. Uh, there's another one that's kind of on the borderline there with the drug price standards. Um, the Colorado care system, this is one we talked about. It would have been the first single-payer system in the country. However, it failed. Oh, um, good. Uh, so that sure was a big was one. Pass. I know. Uh, firearms, um, some background check stuff in California passed. 
individual access prevention by court order passed in Washington. Uh, Nevada and Maine have a couple other background check type of things that are out there. Plus, the Texas Rangers get a new baseball yeah, stadium. Yeah, baby. Yay! Yay! Boy, the people that want That initiative passed as well. Which is, I, again, I, I am not a Rangers fan. In fact, I, I'm, I'm the exact opposite of a fan. Mm-hmm. But I really like that park. I, I don't know why they it's need a new freaking park. perfectly fine. It's a great it's, park. It's a nice park. With that, it's a nice so. park. It, you don't think that Ranger Stadium is nice? They've got to sit there with the sun baking yeah, that's in there what like you you're like. a well, cake. Yeah, okay, well, that's the only problem. Right, to is be fair, it's not, it doesn't have a roof. To be fair, uh, it's not air know, Jeffy uh, has been in the Arctic and, and is sweating like a pig. So when right. he goes to the stadium and it's, you know, uh, <laughs> the sign is, is accurate. Um, so you have a, uh, a situation where he is... Uh, Potentially sweating a little bit too much at the stadium. I will say, I went that to does a. Happen. If you go to the wrong side of that well, stadium and it's so 95, fat. Yes. he's so fat he sweats gravy. And so it's unpleasant for the people around him when he starts sweating like that at a baseball stadium with gravy just pouring out of his body everywhere. It's not. It's not pleasant. Well, it's good for fries, though. So, like, if you have fries, you can. <laughs> I don't really like gravy on my fries. No. I'm more of a. Ketchup guy. Um, by, by the way, kids the, at the section do though, Pat. Can you <laughs> sweat ketchup or not? Um, <laughs> I will go farther if you like, but no, no. no. Uh, Jeffy, now um, <laughs> we always make fun of Jeffy, like he doesn't do anything here, which he doesn't, and mm-hmm. has no money, like he doesn't. She but one of the reasons why um, he doesn't have any money is because he spent uh, tens of thousands of his own dollars to make sure uh, Proposition sixty in California did not pass, because that would have required condoms uh, in porn. Uh, and, Jeffy, you'll be happy to hear. Well, uh, it did not it failed. It They're failed. not going to force the porn stars to wear a condom. It would have cost a lot of money for us to start shooting in other states, but we were ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, if there's no morality in porn, I, 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 know. I can't even abide it. I mean, no, it's, I it's well, the yes, ultimate... I can, but. It's the ultimate expression of love. And, <laughs> right. Uh, right. Thanks for coming on board, right. Stu. Yeah. <laughs> All right. More right. patents, Stu, coming up in a minute. We'll be back. Oh, and that main one passed about the election laws we talked about yesterday. It passed? It passed. So they main will be able to rank the votes of candidates uh, coming up. I'm blown away. I can't believe that passed. I'm excited. That's, That's great. great. Yeah. Wow. Apparently, there was a contrast between the Trump and Clinton parties last night. I didn't uh, really notice any difference. I, let's see if we can guess. Hmm. Um, let's show some close-ups and see if you can guess which party this it's probably Trump. photo comes from. Wow. Where, you know, where they're like, wow. Would it, would it surprise you to know that's a Hillary uh, rally? Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They're not that happy right now. Uh, let's see another one. See if we I'm. Oh my God! <laughs> look at the oh, poor thing right there. Oh, pumpkin! Really, I don't worry. It's, it's gonna be okay. Hillary sucks. Come on, come on. All right, uh, that's Hillary. Oh boy. Oh golly. And there you see some of the Hillary. I'm with her signs on there, so that kind of gives you an extra added clue. In addition to the fact that they're all suicidal. Uh, I mean, that, that is. They did not prepare for this. I not mean, really at all. Didn't. Not at all. Next. Up, we have, up, I'm going to say Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A bunch of frat boys. Yeah, 
let's get some babes. Get some chicks. Uh, Grab them right in the. Yeah. Uh, and make America great again. Caps also kind of give that away. Is there another one? Yep. Yeah, okay. So happy times at the uh, Trump campaign. Women for Trump. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Yeah. So was that one for right. the Hillary one? Is no. That the, is that a Hillary rally? No. Women for Trump. I wonder if they were. Uh, <laughs> wanted to, we didn't have any. You were very good. Said, at that, uh, so. Evangelicals for Trump. Oh. Don't even start with me. Don't why, please. Now why, don't would uh, why would you? Well, there were reports. I don't. I didn't ever see the final report of the evangelical vote mm-hmm. for Donald Trump, but there were reports that they came out in record numbers. They did. Before before we do that, let's talk about these numbers for, for a second. First of all, it's an interesting thing because right now everyone's saying the polls are no value. They'll you know they got them all wrong. It's interesting. I mean, what the polls predicted was about a three point win for Hillary Clinton, and what they got was a point five. To one percent win for Hillary. <laughs> for Hillary, um, yeah, again, remember, because the polls is, predict the popular the, vote. the popular vote. They so don't the, predict the electoral. The national polls. Well, I mean, look, a two point miss for for the for the national poll is That's not a disaster. The margin of, error, the margin of right? error. It's it's not a good result. I wouldn't say, but it's not a terrible result. Right. Um, the issue was with the state polls, where I mean, they did miss by larger than that uh, in states like Wisconsin and uh, mm-hmm. Michigan. Mm-hmm. Oh, Michigan, Pennsylvania. actually. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I mean, you know, those all looked like four or five, six-point states. Um, so, I mean, I think you're going to see... For Hillary. For Hillary, yeah. And he and he won all three of them, which mm-hmm. is incredible. I mean, you think incredible. about it, incredible. It looks like... Incredible. You know, it's funny because one of, the, one of his paths... Let's say he didn't win those states, um, but he was able to pick off some other ones that were a little bit more expected. It, a lot of his paths came down to winning uh, New Hampshire, which is like ultra mega tight, mm-hmm. like recount level tight. So, I mean, it, it, you know, obviously I, I don't want that <laughs> anything but that, but that let it, I'm just, I mean, I, I don't care. You know, I really, I mean, I, I you know, I, I really hope we get good results from Trump, but I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not a big believer in that. As you know, I'm just so glad this is over. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how sick of this election I am. <laughs> I, hate talking about it every day. I can't wait to be doing other things. I am so tired of this and also tired, but so tired of doing this every day that I am. I mean, this is as much as any result was a bad result for me. Any result is a good result for me. Except <laughs> I, I will say before we oh, you know, get to the yeah, evangelical sure. vote, I will say one of my favorite points uh, during the uh, cell. The coverage last night mm-hmm. was when uh, Leon came up with, uh, who I think we're looking at a tie. No, oh, yeah. I thought about four people were going to strangle him to death, right? Because <laughs> well, the way it kind of broke down at the end um, was Trump had, I, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, it was Pennsylvania and uh, Michigan or Wisconsin. I can't remember. I think it was Michigan. And those two put him... Uh, exactly above 269. And those were the two closest states that were in Trump's favor. So if he were to l- have lost those in the last moments, it would have been 269, yeah, 269. Um, and so that was what, what he was talking about. It could have mm-hmm. been. Now, he may have also, I, I don't remember what happened with Maine's second district. I, I don't, uh, I don't off the top of my head, no. But if he could have put himself over the top and got to 270 with that. But, I mean, that would have been crazy if it came to the main second district, mm-hmm. I mean, for the presidency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it almost did. I mean, but, you know, you know, the Electoral College has an interesting thing that it does, which it, it makes wins and losses seem greater than they are. And sometimes 
when you look at the popular vote, it takes wins away yeah. from, I mean, uh, parties. Um, but it also, you know, the, the, the gap between Hillary Clinton, I mean, you know, he's going to probably lose the popular vote. That is definitely the way it looks. And, you know, he, his electoral vote win is going to be, fair. he's probably going to get right around 300 electoral votes. Mm-hmm. So it's going to, I mean, 300 to 238, something like that. It's going to feel, when you look at the electoral college, that it, and she won by a pretty big margin. Or he won by a pretty big margin. I'm exhausted. I've slept like an hour in the last like, two days. So I apologize. I don't even know what I'm saying. Am I speaking? Is it English? I don't even know. So there you go. Um, and, and, and again, looking at the numbers, one thing that's interesting is that if you take the candidates from 2012 and you take the candidates from 2016, if you looked at that, you have four major party candidates. You would expect who to have the highest popular vote? The candidate in the later race who won, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Instead, Donald Trump of that group has the fourth highest popular vote. The first, high, first highest is uh, Barack Obama with 66 million-ish. The second highest is Mitt Romney uh, with 60 million plus. Behind that is actually Hillary Clinton, who beat Donald Trump in the popular vote. And in last of those four is Donald Trump, and yet he's going to be the president. Uh, it's incredible. And that whole scenario mm-hmm. where you know you win the popular vote and lose the Electoral College... Uh, everyone throws that around every election, and, you know, you, you can't believe it's going to happen. And then it happened in 2000, and you're like, ah, it's never going to happen again. That was a one-time thing. Now it's twice in five years, or five uh, election cycles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Republicans have lost the popular vote four times of the last five elections. Uh, and so the Democrats are not going to be happy with the Electoral College after this. I can, I can promise you. I think you're right. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents, too. Come on up there, man. like the final count will probably have Trump squeaking by Romney for third place of those four candidates. It's, you know, a mm. bunch of ballots are still coming in, but she, he will probably lose to Hillary Clinton by over two million votes. Really? Two million. Wow. I mean, that's uh, they're going to complain about that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't care that they complain about it, but I mean, we've got to be prepared to defend the electoral well, college. And, you know, Trump supporters would have complained about it if it were the other way around. Yes. Rigged election. Yeah, oh, Rigged election. Uh, so that would have been ugly. Uh, some guy was selling Captain Trump uh, out in front of one of them. <laughs> Did you see this? Captain Trump Mm-mm. cereal. Uh, now, supposedly going to charity, although I don't know what charity uh, it's going to. Make, make breakfast uh, great again. Uh, which, uh, you know, Captain Crunch. I freaking love Captain Crunch, man. That's I do, a, too. That's a good freaking cereal. It's a good series of cereals. You know, mm-hmm. my, my, my favorite cereal uh, right now is uh captain crunch uh uh, gla- uh sprinkled donut cereal we had it i think we did, yeah, we two did. Spoons oh on it. wow every time i see it i buy it. it's so freaking good i love it <laughs> and i, I like the it. strawberry captain crunch the uh, captain crunch, crunch berries, berries or crunch whatever berries, yeah the crunch those are, are good. really good uh peanut really butter good. is really underrated as well pretty good mm-hmm. um and uh oh wow we used the entire break to talk Holy about cereal. Cow. Um, how about that uh, all right well back we'll, in a we'll be back it's okay
do. Uh, Donald Trump is uh, president-elect. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yesterday we did not think we'd be saying those words today. No. Uh, but really a surprising election last night. Everybody's blown away by it. Um, I think even Trump. I, I, Trump supporters, <laughs> even Trump himself, probably man, surprised me. Yeah. And, and here's, the, here's the crazy thing. This is, people are kind of presenting this as this big, like, Donald Trump got every, you know, un, you know voters that had never voted to be activated and, and, and come out in huge numbers, the white vote and blah, blah, blah. I mean, the more I examine the numbers, the less I see the case for it. Really? We're going to have a low turnout overall. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a low uh, v- popular vote total. He's going to lose the popular vote. And listen to this, Dad. This is incredible. Mitt Romney won 59% of the white vote. Trump won 58%. He actually, he actually went down for Mitt Romney. The difference was minority voters did not come out for Hillary Clinton. I mean, the black vote did not turn out. And that is going to be the difference in this. It's not necessarily that he came up with this new electorate. They just didn't like her and didn't care and did were not they, get motivated. Even with Barack and Michelle mm-hmm. running all around the country trying to do it, it mm-hmm. didn't work. Were the evangelical numbers as good for Gah! Mitt Romney? You're still doing this? <laughs> I just asked the question. I don't, have, I don't have those numbers. I mean, he's, I just know what the, what the exit polls were He's trying to get to me. He's trying to go to He's trying to get to me. Now, is it true? That evangelicals voted in record numbers. I will say my true? my source on that is Glenn saying it last night. Um, I didn't actually see the story on it, but uh, they said it into our ears. You know, when you're going through, when you're doing the election broadcast, there's so much going on, and they'll just start blabbing facts and figures and stuff into your ears, and you're trying to. Sort I am going to be out. so unbelievably pissed off and livid if that turns out to be true. Not because of the Trump win, but because of the no, Romney loss. Because Romney, you you can't turn out and vote for a decent man. You can't turn out and vote for an honorable, good man who doesn't cheat on his wife, who really has certain principles that he's lived his whole life. You can't vote for that man who actually has a hell of a lot more experience than this guy. A lot more practical governing experience. He's actually had successful businesses and he's done some of the things that he claimed he was going to do as president as governor. He did as head of the Olympic committee. He did as I mean, this guy was so qualified to be president of the United States and evangelicals won't go out there because why he's Mormon. Is that why? But a total dirtbag you'll go out and vote for? I that makes me that that makes me incensed. I mean that You're happy, Jeffy? How do you how do you freaking live with yourself? If that's Pat, I the case. I I, I, I don't I don't even understand it. I really don't understand it. I can't disagree with the word. It was only eighty one percent of white evangelicals. Well I mean they're always going to be high. I don't know what what's the record? The record is turnout, or the record is percentage. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm not. They were saying last night turnout, right? But I haven't seen those numbers. This yeah, is I, I, all exit polls. Yeah. I mean, it so. can't be true. It just can't be true, can it? But although, well, I mean, it looks like they didn't get record turnout overall. Every, everything else, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know why. Well, he would have had to pull those votes from somewhere, from the minority, you know, from uh, uh, African Americans or somewhere, right? I will to, say though. That. You know, the evangelicals were there for Trump from the beginning and and in many, many cases, even before the primary was over, he was their first choice or certainly their second choice. 
And they were they were really strong for him all along. And it didn't matter what he did, what he said, what came out. He they, the evangelicals didn't care. They didn't care what he did. Whatever. He's fine. Just vote for him. He's fine. He's better than Hillary. Just vote for him. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't try to find somebody who fits your conscience. Just vote for him. I mean, that's unconscionable to me. Yeah, it's unconscionable. And I, I don't want to go down a negative road with him today, but that really pisses me off. That, that is unbelievable. Huh. That's interesting because it, it seemed like you tried several times to not do this, but then someone kept bringing it up. Huh. Yeah, that's uh, You were trying not to do what? Yeah, we were trying not to get into the evangelical thing. I was just trying to give people the information. <laughs> So that's what we do here. Is that all you were doing? You're just giving people information? You're so believable. Because okay, you are Mr. A lot of people call him Mr. Information. And that's what we do here. Uh, or and then they say he has a lot of misinformation, is what they call it. <laughs> uh, that is what they usually say. Uh, let's take something a little bit on a, on a positive road. They're talking about, let's do uh, it. Uh, I guess we, we had this conversation earlier, I think it was yesterday, that maybe the end of the world isn't coming every uh, four years. Uh, you know, maybe we get. Maybe it's we, not. Maybe it's not. What maybe, do you mean? You, well, you're you're the one that brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> In that, you know, we get we get so yeah. worked up about these elections, and we always think you know the worst possible scenarios. And, and really, times, both times with Obama, right? Yeah. I mean, especially in '08, we're like, we can't survive this guy. Come on. And then in 12, we're like, okay, you've seen what he does. We're, we're, we're right. Mean, right. We're right about him. And the economy sucks. Please, it'll be the end of us. I don't know if we make it to 2016. And we did. Yeah. And you seem to do that. And part of that is, I mean, part of that is people, you, you, t- you tend to attach yourself to the worst case scenarios because yeah. you know, you're protecting yourself. I think it's a normal instinct. But also we, we, we miss a lot of how much life is improving because we take it for granted. We don't, uh, we just don't focus on those things. They don't sell, they don't, you know, that's just, mm-hmm. it's not what people are interested in. How many times though have we talked about, you know, hey, remember, you know, Glenn's ridiculous $10,000 TV that, you know, now is $198 at Walmart and it's a better quality and it has smart features and, and all these things. Mm-hmm. These things are happening around us all the time. That is the focus of uh, Robert Bryce's book. It's called Smaller, Faster, Lighter, Denser, Cheaper. Um, and it's about how innovation improves the world around you all the time, whether you notice it or not. Watch. We return you now to your regular plan. I may be alone in this belief, but I am certain artificial sweetener is the greatest invention of all time. It's a man-made marvel, worthy of a Nobel Prize. I can dump all the delicious aspartame I want into my soda and not reap the fatty, caloric consequences of real sugar. It's amazing! Like artificial sweetener, man has been working towards improving human life on this planet, despite the naysayers and misinformed activists. Here to explain how is the author of Smaller, Faster, Lighter, Denser, Cheaper, How Innovation Keeps Proving the Catastrophists Wrong. Robert Bryce. Welcome, Robert. Hi, thanks for having me, Stu. The, 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 the title is catchy. Smaller, faster, lighter, denser, cheaper. Explain the premise. Well, it's that in a nutshell, it's that things are getting better. Despite all this talk that we hear from the catastrophists, from in particular the green left, that uh, things are getting worse, that we're polluting the, the planet, that we're uh, all going to uh, you know perish because we're going to run out of food, we're going to run out of energy, all of these different issues. And the fact is that life is getting better for people all over the world. Never, in fact, in human history have more people lived longer, healthier, freer lives than they are today. I mean, and this is a really a positive message. And I feel like positive messages 
sometimes don't catch our attention like the negative ones do. We're always sort of searching for this weird uh, utopia that, especially in the past, that doesn't really exist. You go into in-depth a concept called primitive harmony uh, in the book. And can you kind of explain what that is? Because it's something I feel like a lot of people think they want, but in reality they don't. Well, this goes back to the Bible, Stu. It goes back to the to the book of Genesis and the idea that uh, before Eve bit from the apple, that man was living in harmony with nature. And then uh, we fell out of harmony because of uh, we knew too much. Right. But this same idea then goes through Jean-Jacques Rousseau and the idea of the of the noble savage. We see it in Thoreau and uh, his idea of uh, uh, living in poverty in the woods. Uh, you see it in in Rachel Carson's work. It, it pervades modern environmentalism, this idea that we're using too much technology. And because we're using technology, uh, we've uh, we somehow sinned and we have to go back to nature. And in fact, you hear that, in fact, from uh, modern environmental uh, activists like Naomi Klein and Bill McKibben saying we've done too much. We need degrowth. We need to shrink our economies and somehow go back to 40 acres and a mule, which I think is a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's funny because like you think of like the, you know, there's some, been so many songs that romanticize this world, the paved paradise and put up a parking lot. Oh, this, te- what a terrible thing we have development in a place to buy things. I mean, it's like I go outside and, and I, I'm a little indoorsy, as Jim Gaffigan would say. Um, and I'm an, I'm an indoorsy guy. Um, but I notice like I go outside just, just in my yard, Robert, playing with my kids. Here's a great moment. I'm outside playing with my kids. I set up the slip and slide for them the other day. Uh, and, uh, the slip and slides all set up outside. And as I'm standing there, my feet are covered in red fire ant bites because people weren't meant to be outside. I, this is a, I don't See, know, this, this, outside, there was your mistake. <laughs> so you just, just stay inside the whole time, leave all that outdoor stuff to other people. You're not, you're not made for it. <laughs> it's true. I think I, this is just me though. This is not covered in your book, but the degrowth movement is, and, and this is, actually scary i mean a lot of this stuff is i think you know media panics that don't lead to anything except big scary headlines but i mean th- if this movement takes uh, f- uh gets a footing it really could do real damage to people's lives can you kind of go through w- you know what they believe and how it could work well uh, let's start with the sierra club and uh, the, here's a group that has been anti-nuclear energy since the 1970s and why do they say this oh because uh, what, what was their line? In fact, you can find it on their website that they're going to be opposed to nuclear energy until we get rid of uh, energy overuse and unnecessary economic growth. This is the largest environmental group in America saying this, that this is the policy that they want. We're using too much energy and our economy is growing too much. Well, what does that look like to people who are unemployed? I mean, this is madness. And, and But, the, but the, the part of this that to me, Stu, it really goes to the heart of this Madness, in fact, is how groups like Sierra Club, Natural Resources Defense Council, Friends of the Earth, the rest of them, they're adamantly anti-nuclear, but they're also opposed to the use of hydrocarbons, coal, oil, natural gas. And they keep claiming we can run the world on nothing but solar and wind energy. Well, it, the, the, uh, the scale, the amount of land that they would have to cover with wind turbines and solar panels is, is cartoonish. I, I've done the calculations. I have a paper coming out soon with Manhattan Institute. The, the wind energy footprint alone would be larger than the size of the state of Texas. It's madness. It's the an, the rise of the anti-environmentalists. Mm, it really is amazing. 
So uh, let's go through kind of like the, the, the concept of the book is that we are always improving things. We're making things sure. smaller. We are, uh, and you talk about density quite a bit in the book as well, which is probably the, the one that people wouldn't think about most. But this is like, we see this in, with typical products like, you know, the cell phone, uh, computers, all these things that make, you know, that make our lives better. We're constantly sure. improving those things and we never really notice them. Can you come back and give a couple of like, historical examples um, of how society was able to move forward and civilization was able to move forward because of innovations like this? Well, let's look at the internal combustion engine. Um, remember the, the, the end of the 19th century, the start of the 20th century, the big concern in major cities all around the world was horse poop, that, that, that horses were the main source of transportation and cities were being effectively flooded with horse manure. Mm. And this was a, a health risk, obviously, because of the flies, the excrement being everywhere, a huge public health concern. And what happened? The internal combustion engine, the automobile allowed us to, to move past horses. And in doing so, yeah, we paid some price in terms of air pollution, but we made cities safer. We made them cleaner. Uh, look at the, uh, the iPhone. I, you know, this is a device we carry in our pockets every day. This little device has a quarter million times, 250,000 times more digital storage capacity than the computer that went to the moon in 1969. Mm. And these kinds of, of, of technologies that are smaller, faster, lighter, denser, cheaper than the ones they replace are, are ubiquitous. And because we see them and we, we don't we, and, and we have them in our pockets, we don't really think about what wondrous devices they are. But this is the trend in nearly everything from food production to energy production, uh, urban living, uh, automobiles, you name it. Um, this is a hard thing, I think, to communicate to people because people kind of get the idea that, you know, they'll do like stats about income and they'll say, well, it's only gone up a couple of percent. Uh, but over that time, it, it, things, the, 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 the products have become better and cheaper. And, you know, the same TV that you bought off the shelf for $10,000 10 years ago is now $100 at Walmart. Um, sure. You know, and, and that sort of change isn't a, reflected in those stats. There's, it's difficult to measure those sorts of things. How do you communicate to people that the, that capitalism and the free market really advances these things kind of without notifying you as it goes? Well, that's a great point. And, and, and you said it so well, I, I hesitate to even add very much except to say, let's look at the cost of electricity, uh, the cost of lighting. Uh, the trend line is dramatically down in terms of lower costs for consumers. Uh, look at the price of meat. Look at the price of eggs, the price of milk. So many of these commodities that we that we deal with on a on a daily basis, the trend line is in fact for cheap, toward lower cost in virtually everything, and and that goes to the you know the the whole idea of peak oil. Remember, we've yeah. this has yeah. been the scare that we've heard here in America and around the world really since the days of Spindletop in 1901. Oh, we're running out of oil. We need to find something else to replace it. When the reality is that today we're awash in oil. The market is oversupplied. I would uh, point people to page 180 of your book, which you have a great uh, outline of every time the U.S. government told us we were right around the corner from running out of oil. It's a great <laughs> list. I mean, and thank God they were wrong all of these times, and they'll continue to be wrong uh, in the future. Robert Bryce, the book is, I mean, it's something you should read. And it's one of those books that you will continually refer to over and over again as you fight with people on Facebook or what it's important to know. It's uh, smaller, faster, lighter, denser, cheaper. It's what's making your life better. Uh, and it's how innovation keeps approving the catastrophist wrong. Robert, thanks for coming on the program. 
Hey, thanks a million, Steve. I like that guy. Uh, and you notice he talked about one of my issues there, uh, peak oil. Right? It's one of my deals. How many times? Oh, my gosh. No such thing as peak oil. I wish people <laughs> would understand. It's a naturally occurring goo. I don't know from where. Wow. I don't know how. I just believe that it uh, is a renewable resource. So passionate and about peak oil. That's not what he said, but no. do, do you know if he thinks that way? Uh, Stu, do you know if he feels I like it's... Uh, I don't think he necessarily addressed that at all. But He didn't address it, no. I mean, we just, I mean, we just keep finding more oil, and we find right. oil better ways to extract it from where it already exists. And so yep. even if it is, you know, whether it is or not what you're talking about, I mean, it's, it's seemingly... Uh, we're flush with it right now. Well, I mean, every it's time, every time we find out that a particular area is going dry and it's going to be the end of oil, uh, the next thing we know, a new massive amount shows up somewhere else on the globe. Right. Or in the same place. Yeah. They just find more. Yeah. How'd that happen? It was gone. Oh, well, I don't know. It just seeped in from somewhere else, I guess. <laughs> right. More dinosaurs must have died two feet away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, some leaves uh, decomposed, and then they turned into some sort of oil thing, gooey stuff. And we just, I don't know. It, uh, we're, it's, don't worry about it. All right, 888 back. One thing is certain, uh, we do have changes coming, I, I would assume. We've got a new administration. There could be difficult times ahead. Maybe everything will be wonderful. And you'll never have to worry about a thing ever. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, and basically, you know what's really easy to prepare for when everything is wonderful? That's yeah. easy. Uh, you don't really have to yeah. do much for those moments. No, you uh, don't. But just in but, case something ever happens. Yeah, you might want to prepare for that. Yeah. And uh, you never know. You don't want to depend on the government, that's for sure. You need to be prepared for anything. And My Patriot Supply is ready to help you prepare. They've got this deal. Four mm. weeks of easy-to-prepare food for only 99 bucks. It's that's really it. delicious, too. They, they work really hard to make a really quality product for you so that you don't have to. You know, you're not eating something nasty that tastes like cardboard or tastes like nothing at all. Or it, it just cracked wheat that you have to grind into, I don't know, flour and then somehow find a way to make bread. This is all taken care of for you. You warm it up, you, you add water, and you've got delicious food, and you can order it right now at 888-411-5290. Or go online at preparewiththeblaze.com. It's a four-week emergency food supply for 99 bucks. Uh, and it's 888-411-5290, 888-411-5290, or preparewiththeblaze.com. So, apparently a CNN reporter uh, got a little bit of a surprise when he asked a woman if she's excited for the first female president. Here's, here's how that went. Aren't you excited for the first female president? No. I am. <laughs> <laughs> no! Wow. I am. Let's do that one more time. That was a weird... Those are all the answers you're hoping to get when you're doing live shots. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh, tell us how you feel about this. No. I'm excited. Let's uh, let's that's it. Let's see that again. Excited for the first female president? No, I am. <laughs> she doesn't she even look at him. Down, right? She doesn't even look back. Is that her husband? I would assume that's her husband. Yeah, because he looks happy about it, so I'm sure it is. And so he wants Hillary, and she doesn't. Is that what happened there? Huh, He's excited. That's interesting. About the first woman. That would be a tough household. Yes. Wow. I, I don't know how that works, because that wouldn't in my house, I don't think. Uh, but, uh, you know, whatever. If that works for them, wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, also, 
Marilyn Manson apparently has been beheading Donald Trump uh, in his uh, concert act and huh. and in a new video. Uh, shock rocker Marilyn Manson released a video clip on election day for his new single Say 10 in which he beheads an effigy of Donald Trump uh, it's so edgy he's pushing the envelope this time I don't know <laughs> I don't know what we do with that Marilyn uh, whoa I mean this guy really is he, whoa he's hitting all the, the wrong buttons you know I mean he's just He's pushing us against the wall and testing all of our limits. You ever notice this, Stu? Wow. He's got a girl's name, Stu. What? Yeah. Wait a minute. Does he also have the last name of a murderer? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. This Isn't guy's, that weird? This guy's really is just, just going oh. really too far this time. Uh, <laughs> and I'm really shocked and I'm appalled by what he's doing. <laughs> well, maybe this will help, Stu. Okay, good. Because he says, and I'm quoting, as an artist, my duty is to ask the questions. The viewer must answer them. The viewer must answer them. Either way, tomorrow goes, the visuals are meant to create contemplation. Because it's obviously bigger than just tomorrow. It's about the desperate acts of people who believe something that is preached by an unbeliever. What? Why is why 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 do we hear from him? I, I am a little what? curious to uh, kind of weird to know how this would go if he used Barack. Let's say Barack Obama. And, and, and did that on stage. How, how would that go? How would that be received by the media? Uh, really well, I think. Okay. Yeah, really well. Uh, okay, because it would be, you know, <laughs> speaking truth to power like the media likes yeah. to do. Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, sure. You know, they'd sure. love that. They'd love that. Uh, Manson added, right now we're in such a state of confusion when it comes to religion, politics, sexuality, and how they all tie together. And it's being turned into a circus and a sideshow, and that's something that I've been described as a ringleader of. It seems like... Uh, a time for me as an artist and as an American artist to make something that causes a new set of questions to arise that aren't simply statements. Uh, what, what question is that asking when you behead in effigy a, a presidential candidate? What is the question there? Should you behead him? Uh, <laughs> the, should he be de- beheaded in real life? I mean, what's the question you're asking? What do you mean? I'm just asking. That's not asking a question. You're just doing something stupid on stage. Right, to try to get attention and get stupid news stories and people to talk about you. Again, oh, 20 years to, after. Yeah, right, he has relevant. to be relevant, right? I don't know. Does, is he even try? I mean, I guess he is yeah, trying. Yeah, he's trying. I mean, right. like, trying on. to be. Uh, could you name, because I can't, a Marilyn Manson song? Beautiful People. Beautiful People? Could right? I? Anyone? I don't know. Uh, yes, I'm getting I really a thumbs up. Uh, getting a thumbs up. Uh, beautiful people. Well, good job. I didn't think you, you of all people. I thought maybe uh, that's the only one I could come up with. Well, he was in that, um, you know, because that was a sort of a grunge, uh, you know, '90s grunge uh, sort of fan. Yeah, I ignored I never him even was, then. Yeah, see, I was never into Marilyn Manson, Mm-mm. but he had a couple songs that penetrated that world. Oh, really? You know, like, yeah, yeah he, they, that song I feel like was played on radio at the time mm. um, on alternative radio. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, I never liked him. I, you know, I always thought it was really shticky. I never liked the, uh, you know, because I, 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 you know, I can get into horror movies. I can get into that sort of stuff. I never got mm-hmm. into the anti-religious stuff, though, and that's, I, it never. Yeah, this one sounds, this sounds pretty creepy. I guess in the video, Manson sits on a throne and tears pages from a Bible before uh, like, the just, Trump bloody corpse is revealed. You're trying yeah. too hard. And it's just, you know, and it's so ridiculous. It's just to, stupid. To, 
You're just assaulting people's sensibilities. Why are you? You're not asking questions. But that's why it's it's almost that's almost why it's weak, though. Mm-hmm. It's like it's weak because he's just doing it just to like get at those people. And I like, you right. know, I, I don't know. I and don't, he's just not relevant enough to really care. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know. I, really I didn't like, even know he was still alive. But apparently he is. Apparently. Since he's doing videos, huh? Uh, who knew? All right. I didn't know. I mean, I don't know. I assume he knew. <laughs> so that's it. Uh, do you know Marilyn Manson's music? Oh, Pat. You huge fan? I've been huge I'm fan. insulted that you would ask that I know oh, Marilyn Manson. I didn't mean, why don't you uh, I mean, cite a few of your favorite songs? Uh, this is Halloween this from is Halloween. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, great song. Great. Really? I, oh, man, it's one of my favorite songs by Marilyn Manson. And uh, oh, The Nobodies. <laughs> Oh my Why gosh. did you have to look down at your yeah, computer for some of your favorite the, the songs? One of my favorite. Those two are, I mean, I play them all the time. <laughs> it seems like you were looking down at no, your computer. No, I in my eye. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, is right. Beautiful People one of them? Oh, is that, that is true, right? Uh, let me see. I'm starting to see disc, his little discography. Here. I really, every, you know, and the thing is, is, and I don't, obviously, but people who I, who I have talked to who are fans always say what a good performer he is yeah and what a, what a great show he puts it's on a show. And, yeah and uh, you know so you know oh, I guess so there's another one too beautiful people is the one is the one that popped in my head the other one I definitely knew was sweet dreams are made of this he re, he remade that the eurythmic song yes uh, that one was a big and and the dope show would be another one I would say I kind of remember hmm. he did a tainted love remake apparently too uh, and uh, uh, the original soft cell song, I, I, I do I like. Too. I just, um, I mean, I, I think he's actually not good. Yeah, like, you know, like even no, that would be the issue when he remakes a song. Like you know, uh, when he remakes a song, it's still like it's not good. Yeah, because it's got because because it, the song itself is good, right? Right. I mean, right but his, 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 his right. His verse, right. The way correct. Yeah. It's less. Like it's less like, than enjoyable. He, he, you know, I, I don't know. I, look, I, I know like, those Ooh, people. I know that fans. song. And well, they like different. The people the... who are fans who like the show of it all. But it's like he, to me, he just tries to take songs and make them into little mini horror movies. Like his version of Sweet Dreams. Now that I think about it, he's just keeps going. Sweet dreams, oh man, oh man. It's like all right, just calm down. Get an acoustic guitar or something. Get out there and just play. So he just sounds like he has phlegm in his throat. Right, like the scary monster. I'm going to get you. It's that voice. It's like all right. Calm oh, down. You, You're not. Does he do that with Tainted? Have you heard Tainted Love? Does he do that with? I don't remember. I think I. I feel like I kind of do remember Tainted Love as well. Tainted Love. We're gonna have to hear that. We'll, we'll, we'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In the meantime, more Pat and Stu coming up in a second. How does Sweet Dreams go again? Sweet Dreams. Sweet Dreams. That's how. That's how he does that. I mean, there's been a lot of weird snake stories in the uh, news lately. We showed the the uh, documentary footage from yesterday of the snakes attacking the iguana. And it um, actually was documentary footage. It actually was for once. I should some serious snakes. I went back and looked at that again because I thought, you know, I don't think I've ever I hadn't watched it all the way through from the beginning. It's amazing. And I mean, it is 
absolutely amazing how many snakes are up there. I know. Mm-hmm. Why? I hate snakes. I Why are too. there so I'm many? I'm not a big snake fan, but I mean, they come out of the woodwork, and there's no wood, so it's ground and mm-hmm. caves and dirt. Oh, and, all, so I mean, they're just, and all of a sudden, they're just there. Hundreds mm-hmm. of them. <laughs> that is creepy. I, I, you know, uh, and they really wanted to get that iguana. Yes, too, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. I, and, I, and I think I've, I've uh, articulated this point before, but I would like all snakes to die. <laughs> Snake aside? Snake aside. Wow. Absolutely. I can't. They are creepy, man. But they're good for the planet. I don't care if they're good for the planet. I'd rather just deal with whatever. whatever Are they, though? What good are they? What do they do? Well, a lot of people, they say rodents. rodents, I guess. Rodents, yeah, Yeah. is a big big deal. And I don't like rodents. But then we can just kill all the rodents. (laughs) This is a never-ending cycle of murder. Rodenticide? Uh, Yes, rodenticide is a real thing. It happens all the time in New York. Um, And so, yeah, eventually we get to the bottom of the food chain and we kill that last thing and then we're done. Your Doc Thompson story (laughs) happened here. What's that? Your Doc Thompson story about uh, rodenticide. It should happen oh, here. Oh, yeah, Doc. Did you Doc tell the story on the air today? Yeah, we talked about it uh, in one of the four-minute buzzes and on Blaze Radio. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he, he fell asleep here. Because I, I also uh, I, I slept in my office last night. D- I Doc thought was, I should uh, have. I know. It was, I was thinking, I'm like, by the time I get home in, in bed, it's going to be 3 a.m. I'm going to have to be back here in like three hours. That was like 2.40. Uh, Stu, you could have made it by 2.40 because I made it to New Mexico by 2.40. 2.40. But, I, yeah, I mean, I don't. I left after you, though, because uh, I was... There you, go. you know, BSing here for anyway. But it was at- point is, uh, it, you know, I fell asleep here. Doc fell asleep uh, downstairs in like the main area uh, because he was doing the morning show, so he had to be here even earlier than uh, you know for us because we're the show after him. And uh, he just woke up in the middle of the night, and there was just a mouse sitting on him. Oh my gosh! In, in his face. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, and he didn't know if he dreamt or not. He just freaked out. That's possible. He hallucinated it, as, okay. he, as you mentioned. No, we've but, heard uh, we've heard reports of yeah, we've heard of the, the mouse sightings. It's a big building, um, and it's an old building, and that had, tends to happen. It's kind of creepy. Uh, not a rat, but I a mouse. would not like that. No, I mean because no. you know it's one thing to see a mouse <laughs> running by, like you can kind of rationalize. Okay, it's a stupid mouse that's going by. Uh-huh. You wake up out of a sound sleep, and there's a mouse on you. That you yeah, do not bad. react normally to that. Uh, that's not like, uh, oh uh, well, they're oh hello, little fellow. I, I that's gotta not tell you, you gotta be awake. I mean, I don't know about Doc because I mean. I, I would just be awake then. You wake up and the mouse is on you. Because I've had, mm-hmm. uh, you ever had like a, a, a roach crawl across you in the middle of the night? Nah, I used to And I mean, no. you Roaches. are awake after that. So uh, you're, not, you're up, you feel that cockroach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was in a hotel in uh, Columbia, South Carolina on some business. And, uh, that's weird. <laughs> Aside. Very weird. And, uh, uh, man, I remember waking up in the middle of the night with that cockroach crawling across me, man. You, I hunted that son of a gun down. You, did you get him? Yes. Mm-hmm. In the corner, behind the light table. You found, finally found him. He is dead. How do, how but, do you, I mean, how do you taste? I mean, they were... Salt. Kind of uh, hesitant salt. to cook it up for me, but they oh, okay. did. Oh, there you go. All right. um, so uh, this would be creepy, too. You're on a plane, um, and, well, this happens. Ooh. Oh, my. That would be freaky. Yeah, it would, because you're stuck there. Holy cow. Oh, my. No, thanks. Like, no one's really reacting to it. How the hell does that play? How does that happen? You, you hear some guy say, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's not. No. There's a snake he falling from the ceiling. He had to the brought the snake on then. Right? Um, snuck the snake on. It was a commercial flight in Mexico. Oh, and, Aero, Mexico. Of course yeah. there's going to be a snake oh. on the plane. 
Flight 231, which makes a two-hour trip once a day that from Torreon to Mexico City. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I uh, mean, I think if you got an Aero Mexico and there wasn't a snake, you'd be, like, disappointed. Wait, wait where's the snake? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you'd be upset. So they made a forced landing just because the snake was on the flight. What do you That's, mean just because the, there's a snake on. on the plane? It's a snake. Come on. I mean, come on. Well, first of all, I'm with you, Pat. That ticks me off when they yeah, make that's, those stuff come like Come on, that really? You, got, you like to land not, the plane because, because of that? a snake? Yes! Grab the thing and put it in a bag would, and move I, on. While in the air, light the whole plane on fire and hope we're helping humanity. <laughs> <laughs> I, you sacrifice a few thousand I, lives. I don't for, like snakes either, and it would have put everybody on the plane on alert to look for uh, more snakes. Would, but you can't, I mean, to divert the plane and emergency landing, stop it. Well, who's, you got to handle the snake. I guess if you have the snake in a cage... Like, if it escaped a cage that was in the overhead compartment and you put it back in the cage and found a way to make sure it was more secure, maybe. Well, somebody's good. But if there's a snake loose on the plane, you you run the plane to the nearest mountain. That's your first (laughs) first answer. (laughs) That's the way to go, frankly. That's what I would do. I don't think that's the way to go. Snake on the plane. That would just go right. Black box audio shows the pilot decided to crash the plane (laughs) to the side of a mountain. You, I mean, yes, you, you killed a couple hundred people, but you killed the you snake, got snake as well. You got that damn snake. Yep. Hey, you think you got that snake. That snake probably the only thing that survives that. <laughs> probably right. I hate those things, man. They are creepy. In another weird... I mean, the Bible tried to tell us this. Yeah. I don't know if anyone knows this. I mean, they the earliest stories of known to man... Uh, tell us that snakes are evil. They're evil. Kill them all. Just, just that's a separate point. Go ahead, Pat. I'm sorry. Uh, that was. I mean, that's what St. Patrick did in in Ireland. Not well right? enough. Got apparently. rid of them. Apparently Genocide not. in Ireland. Um, all right. So, uh, caller. By the way, St. Patrick did not do that. But um, <laughs> by the way, that's not stir at all. Just so we don't get all the. I don't think St. Patrick really did that. You're so stupid that you believe that legend. Relax. We, we know it's a legend. Uh, callers to 9-11 dispatchers in Davis. Davis where? Um, clearly aren't having much as much fun as they seek advice to avoid being accosted by a scowling wild turkey marauding, marauding the downtown area. Uh, here's what mean. happened in, in the Fresno area. Yeah, those things are mean. Davis, California. Here's what happened with a marauding turkey and a 9-11 call. 9 call. They'll go after you. This is almost embarrassing. I am trying to get into my office on G Street in Davis, and I have this huge turkey surrounding my car, circling me. And I don't know what to do. I don't want to run it over, but I, I mean, I can't stay in my car. A turkey can't me. surround your car. But it comes after you and attacks you, man. They're mean. Lots of things. See this piss, you're taking a picture of me. What are you doing? You took a picture of me? I'm going to take a little bit out of your eye. And it was like, it was attacking, pretty much attacking the guy until he got to his car, so. Okay. Well, advise an officer. Hey, David, please stop you. Hi, um. I got a turkey here that just won't let me leave. And it's just bugging, right. and it ignores everybody else, so it just put me in a corner, and I can't exactly go anywhere. Oh, I can't leave. Oh, come on, come on, now. I'm literally stuck between two. I'm right here in the corner of a building, and they won't leave. And it's just sitting here, and i got to get somewhere. 
You can't do the turkey won't let you do anything. Okay, those are three ridiculous phone calls. First of all, a turkey wow. can't surround a vehicle. Okay. Well, it could. Get out a different door. <laughs> Secondly, the guy, oh, I got him here with a turkey and it won't let me do anything. <laughs> what? Right. The turkey can't stop you from doing Plus, turkeys are one it. of the dumbest birds Kick on the Kick the turkey. Yeah. yeah, the turkeys are one of the dumbest birds <laughs> on the planet. You're calling 911 because a turkey won't let you do anything? <laughs> that is unbelievable. Um, I, Wouldn't you kick the turkey yeah, and get it out of the get, way? They get mean and they get loud. I lived in a neighborhood with those little kick chicken it. turkey hens that uh, get loud and scream and holler. And really bad. You wake up well, in the morning, they'd be outside your house just screaming. <laughs> if a turkey can stop a human being from, yeah. you know, just going to its appointed rounds, there's something wrong with that human being. <laughs> well, I will say that one turkey, but the there are, what usually happens, what usually happens is they start turning out there's more than one. Oh, then no. you're in trouble. Well, there's only one. Yeah, this this video shows one. I don't care if it's a herd of turkeys. They're not going to stop me. I think, going you're mista- I think you're mistaken on that. I, I, I am honestly, not. I am you can not talk big, on that. but you've never been right. surrounded I'm, by a flock of turkeys. That is true. You? I have okay. never been surrounded yeah. by All a right. flock of turkeys. You know what you do. You're going to be gobbling another tune if that happens. I'll tell you that. If you have uh, a situation like this, what you do is you get you let the turkey inside the car, and then you crash the car to the nearest. Mountain. That's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Now you'll kill yourself. Now you jump, or you could jump out of the car I don't, I don't know, and let it crash. The one thing is, you just want to make sure that turkey's dead. Apparently, uh, this is a weird Hi, group uh, of stories I'm, today. I'm stuck. I'm being held hostage by a turkey right now. It won't I can't let me do anything. Here's another idea too. Like you're, you're trying to get out of your car. Why don't you just move the car? Right. Yeah. I mean, you could. I just I don't understand what. If the turkey moves, great. And you know this if is California. If the turkey doesn't move, yeah, great. You know it's California because they don't want to run the run the bird. Right. Here I mean, in Texas, the bird's dead. Right. That's what true. Well, somebody ran over a turkey. Yep. Bird's been shot. The bird's been kicked. Yeah. The bird's been run over. Something yeah. happened yep. to it. Yeah. Or they crashed into the. Who ran over body. the turkey? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. More patents too. It's inevitable. <laughs> I'm being surrounded uh, by I a can't, turkey. Uh, I'm just a turkey here, and I can't do anything. Here are some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore <laughs> uh all right well i was just commenting on uh, hillary clinton uh, conceding the race uh, earlier earlier this morning and uh, she wore her purple outfit that everyone was talking about uh, according to one report it's uh, the color of pain and suffering and last rites so it's good to see her in purple uh, i know that uh, glenn was uh 
overwhelmed with how good it looked and why they were wearing yeah, purple. Yeah, he sounded like Mr. Blackwell or something. Yeah, why they were wearing purple. He's wearing quite Mr. a handsome purple outfit. It is legitimately the first thing he goes to. <laughs> Absolutely. It's Absolutely. So, like, I, you know, I don't, you know, look, the guy started a clothing line. This is not a huge surprise. But it's, <laughs> it, it is a interesting part of Glenn that you don't necessarily get to see too often on the mm-hmm. show. And that, like, he just, mm-hmm. like, he sees messages and clothing you know, like, oh, well, he's wearing the blue to show power, and uh, red to show uh, she's power. She's got the blue purple show- on uh, with the lapels, which is red and blue mixed together. Yeah. That means that right. she is appealing to the red states as well as the blue, <laughs> all in one with purple. Well, the point, the point with pur- yeah, the point with wearing purple was <laughs> that it wasn't uh, uh, going to red or blue, right? right but that, and then yeah. that, that's like the. The, uh, the uh, a political point, like a lot of it is just like you do that to show that you, you want to be soft tones and and, and you want to. It's like he he sees messages, and by the way, the people who dress him also see the same messages, and he's actually <laughs> right on it almost all the time. It's just something that I never notice, yeah, never see. It's not part of the calculus at all for me. What what occurred to me is, hey, that's not a Mao outfit. How about that? Right. That, that's what. And she looked good. She looked yeah, I, better than I mean, usual. Can you imagine what she feels like today? Oh, man. I mean, she absolutely thought she was going to be president today. Yeah. I mean, this is. So did I. To be honest now, with you, so did I. They tried to leak. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I honestly thought. I mean, we went through this. Uh, I this. I thought she absolutely had it wrapped up before the FBI thing. The FBI thing happened, and I thought to myself, logically, there's no way she totally she's going to win. Yeah. Uh, because it just doesn't seem, did. you know, we said it on the air a thousand times. People got sick of us saying. I didn't saying. believe it, though. And then, I, you know, when, I, you know, when we came back and we wanted to do the, 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 the magnet thing, we were moving the board around, and it's just like, you know, the data didn't prove it out enough mm-hmm. to show it. It mm-hmm. still showed her with a lead. And so, you know, we went with the data, and that's, I think, what it showed. And I think it was a, you know, a, we certainly weren't alone in our... In our well, you can't say the polls are wrong. But, I mean, we, what, with the information we had, those polls were correct. We just didn't have all the information. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's the... Th- I mean, obviously, polling is significant. It does look like, by the way, the national polling is going to be more accurate than it was in 2012, not less. Um, which is going to be... Which is another weird part of this. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, I... The gut was right on that. You know, you, you just sit there and you're like, wait a minute. She's just got that freaking FBI investigation opened up. It was a huge story. Mm-hmm. She had no, no uh, response when it came to a- additional opposition research. Um, and I will say that, I mean, they did the Russia thing, which was really nothing. Um, I will say that, and I said this at the time, through the debates, she never took an opportunity to try to make him look as if he had no knowledge. And I think she will That's look back at that. Yeah. She tried. She did the thing with Alicia Machado, and she went. She had. She had a few different planned steps. But I think she thought she was so far ahead in that third debate, she didn't have to do anything. And I think it was the type of thing that no one in the Republican primary or the general ever tried to really do to him effectively, which was just show that he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't have the knowledge for the job. Well, it's I mean, the, I, I think they tried. And, I mean, as long as, if, I think they tried a little bit in the did they? in the uh, in the primaries. And the primaries, uh, I mean, they, they Hugh tried, Hewitt tried, tried it uh, a couple of times. And so did Ted Cruz. He tried to do a little. Ted that was too nice about really. it. I I mean, I, I Rubio any, tried a little bit. No, Rubio they tried, tried it. He certainly didn't do it effectively. Well, Rubio right, did the opposite. Right. Rubio helped yeah. him. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, the only person who even attempted it, I thought, in the primaries was Rand Paul and Jeb Bush at one point. 
Uh, I don't think any of them try. What I'm talking about is putting him on stage and putting him in a moment where he obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. The nuclear triad is the best example of this Which in a debate. Which helped him. That was where Rubio helped yeah. him, and he, he would ask him uh, you know, that question. Um, you know, and, and still, I, I think... In the Republican primary, there was a sense of like, I, well, a lot of people like him, and, and I don't want to make it too competitive. In the general, I'm surprised you didn't try that. I mean, you know, you why put not? why not make him try, have his Aleppo moment? What is Aleppo? Commercials about beating up women and treating women like crap. Yeah, and I think she thought she she that was enough, and she was right until the FBI thing. I mean, she was right. She was she, she was in all uh, you know she had that thing one. I mean, they're the obviously going to do the, the the Hillary autopsy. You know, for the candidacy, she's not really dead yet. And uh, yes, uh, one of the things too, it will be. Uh, we heard this morning joking around about her not being woman enough uh, to get a lot of the women vote by being. Yeah, uh, right. he never showed her. You know, she being never, a, being a, a, a mom. She didn't play up the feminine side being a mom. To, win, yeah. to win the and, women. And uh, you know, I don't think she. You know, first of all, for years she hasn't done that anyway. But really, that's what saved them, right? With Bill Clinton uh, during the Clinton years of her in the living room yeah. talking on 60 Minutes about baking cookies and just being <laughs> the down-home mom. Well, I will say, I, the other thing I think is going to happen here is uh, the, the Bernie Sanders people are going to say, see, you ran this moderate and, and she wasn't strong enough and now you need to move your party towards us wow. more. And I think that that wing of the party will gain power out of this. The other thing is... She tried to do the thing where she said, Donald Trump isn't, one, isn't a Republican. He's not like that. And the other, a lot of people in the party wanted her to say, every, he's just another Republican. Every Republican's like that. The, the harsher tones instead of trying to bring people in. Um, and I think that will, uh, they'll look at that and a lot of people will say, we should have done that. And you'll get more people doing that. Well, yeah, you look at the, the winner strikes, here right? and you decide, uh, are harsher tones or softer tones more effective and right. i think you'd come to the conclusion harsh wins right certainly did this time sure did